Well, the first week of the campaign is over, and we've got fresh polling data from my firm, Abacus Data. Welcome back to In Focus with David Coletto. I'm David Coletto. In this briefing, I share the results of a new national survey of 2,000 eligible voters that we completed on Sunday. The results show a five-point lead still for the Liberals. They're at 33% nationally, the Conservatives at 29, and the NDP at 23. All of that change within the margin of error from the last survey. But we are seeing some interesting shifts beyond the horse race. For example, Mr. O'Toole's personal numbers have improved markedly since last week. Today, 26% have a positive view of the Conservative Party leader. That's up six points from last week, while his negatives remain at 41% for a net score of minus 15. Now, that's still lower than the other two major party leaders, but certainly an improvement for Mr. O'Toole since the campaign started. Mr. Trudeau, the Liberal leader, has a net score of minus 3, with 39% having a positive view and 42 negative. Mr. Singh remains the most popular leader in the country. His negatives are at 24. His positives are up to 42 for a net score of plus 18. Now, a new thing or a new question that we've added to this survey asks people whether their views of the leaders are improving or declining since the campaign started. 20% say their impressions of Mr. Trudeau have improved. 36% say they've declined. We give that a momentum score of minus 16 for Mr. Trudeau. For Mr. O'Toole, 24% say their impressions are improving, 28% declining for a momentum score of minus 4, significantly better than Mr. Trudeau. For Mr. Singh, 32% say their impressions are improving, while 16% say they are getting worse, a plus 16 momentum score. Now, importantly, among those who say they're open to voting for the Liberals, Conservatives, and the NDP, but wouldn't vote for the party today, Mr. Trudeau has a momentum score among these accessible Liberals of minus 7. For Mr. Singh, it's plus 36. For Mr. O'Toole, plus 12. This gives us some indication about how the first week of the campaign has gone. Mr. Trudeau has struggled a bit. Mr. Singh is flying high. And I would say Mr. O'Toole had a pretty good week, given that he's moved the number and people are feeling better about him at the end of the first week of the campaign. Now, I mentioned earlier that the Liberals have a five-point lead over the Conservatives nationally at 33% to 29, with the NDP at 23 The Green Party's at three, they're down two from last week, and the bloc is at 29% in Quebec. If we drill deeper into the regional numbers in British Columbia, we continue to see a three-way race with the Liberals at 33, the NDP at 31, and the Conservatives at 28. The Greens are at seven in British Columbia. In Alberta, we've got the Conservatives ahead by 15, 45 to 30 over the NDP, with the Liberals in third at 15%, and the People's Party at 5%. In Manitoba and Saskatchewan, the Conservatives lead by nine over the NDP and the Liberals. In Ontario, the the Liberals continue to lead by six, 36 to 29, with the NDP continuing to rise now at 26% in the largest province in the country. In Quebec, we see the Liberals with 35%, followed by the Bloc, 
at 29, the Conservatives at 19, and the NDP at 11. And in Atlantic Canada, the Liberals are ahead of the Conservatives by 13, 45 for the Liberals, 32 for the Conservatives, and 16 for the NDP. Now, among the 72% of respondents who say they will definitely be voting in this election, we actually have a tie. The Liberals are at 31, the Conservatives also at 31, with the NDP at 22. So those most likely voters uh, continue to give the Conservatives a slight advantage over the Liberals, and it's a much closer race when we look at those who say they are definitely going to vote. Now, we also explored the potential shifts in vote choice. Right now, respondents who have made up their mind or have at least decided who they would vote for, 60% say they will not change their mind, that they are locked in, they're going to vote for their preference today. In contrast, 40% say they could still change their mind about who they vote for before they actually cast their ballot. Most conservative, bloc, and liberal supporters say their mind is made up. 69 for the conservatives, 67 for the liberals, excuse me, 67 for the bloc, and 63 for the liberals. While less than half of NDP and Green supporters say they are locked into their choice. Among those who say their vote choice could change, the vote is 31 Liberal, 30 NDP, and 23 Conservative. It's clear from this data that many current NDP and Green supporters are still up for grabs. Among these soft NDP and Green supporters, one thing is clear. 8 out of 10 would prefer Justin Trudeau as Prime Minister over Aaron O'Toole, and 83% would prefer some form of Liberal government, while 17 would prefer a Conservative government of some form, signaling that the Liberals have an opportunity to try to convince these soft NDP and Green voters to come to the Liberal tent to prevent a Conservative win. In this poll, we also took a little closer look at Ontario. Today, the Liberals hold, as I said, a six-point lead over the Conservatives, which is unchanged from last week. The NDP is not far behind at 26%. Now, regionally, we find the Liberals well ahead in Toronto. They're ahead by 26 points over the Conservatives, 48 to 22, with the NDP in third at 20. But in a close three-way race in the broader Greater Toronto-Hamilton-Niagara region, the Liberals are at 32, the Conservatives at 31, and the NDP at 30. Now, beyond the horse race, we continue to see the Liberals having the largest pool of accessible voters in Ontario at 57%, followed by the NDP at 52 and the Conservatives at 47 And we don't see any major change in the desire for change in Ontario. Now, one of the things we also did in this survey was we asked respondents who they thought, which party they thought would be best at a number of issues. The Liberals were seen strongest when it came to getting more people vaccinated and getting the country back to normal quicker. 36% thought the Liberals would be best at that compared to 16% for the Conservatives and 16% for the NDP. The Liberals also had the advantage on representing Canada internationally, keeping Canada united, making childcare more affordable and available to people who need it, with a seven-point lead over the New Democrats and a 13-point lead over the Conservatives. They also were ahead of the NDP when it came to achieving reconciliation with Indigenous people, as well as dealing with climate change and reducing carbon emissions. On all of those items, climate change, reconciliation, childcare, and getting people vaccinated, the Liberals have issue ownership and an advantage. 
The conservatives have only one issue in which more people think they would do better. That's managing the federal budget deficit and debt. 31% chose the conservatives to 22 for the liberals and 14 for the new Democrats. The NDP were seen as strongest on a single issue, making housing more affordable. They have a six-point lead over the Liberals, 27 for the NDP, 21 for the Liberals, and 19 for the Conservatives. But there were a number of issues in which no party has a clear advantage, including the most important issue in this election for voters, reducing their cost of living. On that issue, the NDP, the Conservatives, and the Liberals are all within three points. The NDP at 23, the Conservatives at 22, and the Liberals at 20. When it comes to growing the economy got a tight race with the Conservatives and the Liberals. The Conservatives are at 29, the Liberals at 28, and the NDP well back at third and 14%. When it comes to improving Canada's health care system, again, the Liberals and the NDP neck and neck. The Liberals have a slight, tiny advantage, 26% to 25 for the NDP and 18 for the Conservatives. And what about running an ethical and scandal-free government? Now, this is an issue in which far more people say unsure or none of them but the NDP has a slight three-point advantage over the Conservatives, 24 NDP, 21 Conservative, and 18 for the Liberals. We also asked respondents, how do they plan on voting in this election? A lot of focus uh, early on in this campaign has been on how people will vote, given that the pandemic and fourth wave is, is upon us, and voting by mail is going to be an option for far more people. When asked how they will vote in this election, 34% said they plan to vote in person on election day, 28% plan to vote at an advanced polling location before election day, while one out of five, 21% said they intend to vote by mail, 17% were unsure. And among those who say they will definitely be voting in this election, about 72% in this survey, 38% plan to vote in person, 31 at an advanced poll, and 18% by mail. Now, interestingly, we don't find much difference in vote intention by intended voting method. Liberal and NDP supporters are more likely, slightly, to say they intend to vote by mail. 24% among liberals, 25 among New Democrats, and 18 among conservatives. While conservatives are more likely to say they will vote in person. But uh, in a close election, these differences may matter if those who plan to vote by mail don't end up voting. But at this point, we don't see the same level of partisan divide on voting method as we saw in the United States in the 2020 election. So what does all this mean? Well, I think after week one of the campaign, the Liberals continue to hold a five-point national lead over the Conservatives, and not a lot has changed in many of the metrics we tra regularly track, like mood, desire for change, government approval, or leader impressions. However, it is worth noting that Mr. O'Toole's positives are up, while views of Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Singh have not changed all that much over the past week. Based on our momentum numbers, Mr. Singh likely had the best week, with Mr. O'Toole not far behind. The NDP are inching up, especially in Ontario, but the Conservatives are still stuck below 30% in our tracking. This data also shows that much of NDP and Green support is potentially soft, and many might be persuaded to vote strategically if the Conservatives appear in contention. By a 66-point margin, Soft NDP and Green supporters would prefer some form of liberal government rather than the Conservatives forming either a majority or minority government when this is all over. If voters want this election to be about affordability, housing, the economy, and climate change, the results of this survey give us some insight into how those potential ballot questions are playing out. 
Right now, neither Mr. Trudeau nor Mr. O'Toole have an advantage on the economy. Mr. Singh has a slight advantage on housing, while the Liberals and Mr. Trudeau lead on who voters think is best on climate change. But when it comes to affordability and reducing the cost of living, the NDP, Liberals, and Conservatives are all within three points of each other, and none of them have a clear advantage on the issues more voters say will drive their vote than any other, and that is the cost of living. This survey was done with 2,000 Canadian adults who were eligible to vote from August 17th to the 22nd. The margin of error for a comparable probability-based random sample of this size is 2.2 times, 19 times out of 20. The survey was conducted online, and it was paid for by Abacus Data. You can get all the details of this survey on abacusdata.ca. Follow me on Twitter at David Coletto, and I look forward to the next time we share some new polling data and insights later this week. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.